Hey bosses, this is Rianne and this is Ellie and you're listening to the Be Your Own Boss podcast. It's time for happy hour with your favorite hype squad. Here we inspire you to be the CEO of your life because you don't need a business to be your own boss. We know that navigating the ups and downs of life can be overwhelming, but you're not alone. Let's level up together and tap into our boss energy. Grab a beverage. It's time for BYOB. Hey bosses, it's BYOB time and we're so excited to have you with us. I am back stateside, thank goodness. I'm so happy to be back and to be sitting down, recording with Ellie, talking with all of you, and we're going to be checking in, doing a little bit more of a catch up from the second leg of my trip since I've gotten back, as well as doing some updates about where we are in life and basically just sharing all of this on all of the fun things that are happening with you. So thanks for being here. Yay, I'm so excited. It feels like forever since we've been in front of the microphone. I know it might not seem like that for you listening, but we haven't talked to each other in a while. So we had to save it all for this episode and we're back to our normal audio quality and everything. So it'll Mm -hmm. be so fun to catch up and I just feel like so much has happened in the last few weeks. So I'm excited to hear about how your trip the rest of your trip was and what's new with both of us. Yes. Yes. Well, let's dive on in with our beverages. Ellie, what did you bring today? So I'm trying new. I can't remember if I've shared this on the podcast before. Maybe I did, but I'm drinking this new electrolyte mix and it's called Cure. Ooh. Berry pomegranate is the flavor. And yeah, it's pretty much just flavored electrolytes. Mm, So yum. That's what I'm drinking. Here's the packaging if you're watching. Ooh. Little packet. And it's really good. I really like it because some electrolyte mixes like liquid IV, for example, I think they're so sweet, like way too sweet. Mm-hmm. And I really like this one. And I don't yeah. think it has sugar. Yeah, it doesn't have added sugar. So nice. I think liquid IV has like 40, 40% your daily value of sugar or something like oh that my. in one packet. So I really like this. So yeah, what beverage are you bringing today? The beverage that I brought today. So I'm uh, excited to like sit down and be here because the last couple of days after getting back has have been still just like go, go, go. So when we flew back to China, we meaning me and my mom, we actually brought back my grandma from China because um, her eldest daughter. So like my aunt is also living in the Midwest. So she wanted to come back with us so she could visit her daughter. Um, They stopped in San Diego just to visit with me for a couple of days before flying back to Minnesota. So while they were here, they have heard about my foraging adventures around the neighborhood. (laughs) And it is right now prickly pear season. We are in the thick of it. So there's this like giant cactus that I always pass by in our neighborhood. And since they were here, it was like the perfect... There were so many on that cactus and it was just like the, uh, there there was just an abundance of prickly pear. So we went and picked some prickly pear. And so today I have some prickly pear juice that I'm sipping on. It's so good. I always blend my fruit juices with coconut water to make it a little sweeter without adding any added sugar. So that's mm-hmm. a little tip for anybody listening. Um, but I absolutely love it. It's so good and so refreshing and it's just chef's kiss today. Yum. Okay, so I'm so curious. These prickly pears you're foraging, are they just like on the street or they're like people's yard prickly pears? Or like yeah, how are you finding 
they're like next to they're next to a busy street and it's like outside it's like growing outside of this person's fence and when we were approaching the house the house owner actually like just got out of the car and came home and i was like hey is this your cactus and she was like yeah and i was like do you mind if we pick some of the prickly pears and she was like no go for it (laughs) so we were like yes and just had a field day (laughs) how do you do this then without getting poked I've oh yeah, so this before, but. we wore gloves, and you can get like the regular um, gardening gloves, but we wore like the rubber gloves that you like wash dishes with and stuff. So we wore gloves, and they had a plastic bag. Last time we went, we made a mistake mistake of bringing a fabric tote bag, and the little prickles you can't really see them, but they just stick in your fingers, and yeah. it's kind of painful. Honestly, it just yeah, kind of frustrating. So bring a plastic bag, and then we can just kind of like cut it with a knife off of the okay. cactus branch. Nice. That's so fun. <laughs> and that sounds delicious. Yeah. So it's it's been a, a fun adventure having them here and obviously like going around the neighborhood doing what I like to do, harvesting fruit, <laughs> seeing seeing the beauties of San Diego and showing them around. Um but yeah, I'm really glad to just be back and chilling mm-hmm. for the weekend and sipping on some prickly pear juice. Yum. That sounds so fun. And what a whirlwind. I mean, just to put this all in perspective, Rian got engaged, was surprised by the proposal, people coming out, you know, surprise bachelorette party. Then your mom came out, or we literally flew out of San Diego. And then it's like you had, I think Mallory flew out the same day your mom came in. Yes. Uh-huh. And then you went to China back hosted your grandma and your mom and now you're back (laughs) to the regular routine that's crazy they just left this morning (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and all of that was in that was in one month yeah that was in like a month span like three weeks span pretty much which is crazy uh but all good things all very exciting things and we'll be checking in and you know talking about some of the things that are going on lately so hopefully you brought a beverage to share with us as we go through this happy hour uh chat with your gal pals so thanks for being here like ellie said there's been a lot of good things going on in my life from the engagement surprise bachelorette party um going off to china visiting my family coming back and then like just settling in. Mm-hmm. You heard a little bit about my trip during the last episode, which we recorded internationally and it was super fun to do. I'm glad we were able to make it work. And the second leg of the trip was leaving my hometown, which I grew up in and traveling back to my grandparents' villages, which is like the countryside of China. And we did this because it was a mid-autumn festival, which is like a huge festival in China outside of Chinese New Year. Think about it as like Thanksgiving in equivalent. So like a fall festival that everybody travels home for. Uh, People get like a week off of school and work to just travel back to the countryside to visit the villages. And when we're in the villages, we visit our ancestors. So we'll climb up to the mountainside, visit grave sites of our family members that have passed and honor them. So this means like setting up like a little, we set up like a uh, an altar in Hispanic and Mexican culture. It'd be like setting up an ofrenda, ofrenda, but it would, it's not in a house. It's like actually at their grave site. And we would bring all of these things up to the mountainside. Like we're literally hiking up to these grave sites and we have a entire chicken 
not not like a live chicken, but like a cooked chicken. We will bring the chicken. We'll bring like wine. We'll bring uh, paper money to burn. So you honor the ancestors by giving them money, quote unquote, because you're burning it for them. And we'll bring like mooncakes, candy, and firecrackers. Like everyone's wow. carrying all of this up the mountain. <laughs> Quite the trick. It is. And like I mentioned in the previous episode, it was like 90 degrees outside with 80% humidity. And as we're trekking up the mountain, the sun is like beaming on us. And I'm just like, I feel like my legs are going to give out and I'm going to roll down the mountain. (laughs) Um, It was quite a journey and quite a trek, but I'm really glad that I got to do this because when I left China, I was nine years old and I've had the opportunity to do a lot of that when I was nine years old. But when you're that age, you don't really understand the weight or Mm -hmm. like the the cultural traditions behind all of that. So it was really awesome to go and visit and have that really sink in and be a part of my culture that I grew up with, but um, have steered away from since I moved to the States. So that was really cool to spend time with family and to do that. Um, It's a different side of traveling to China that you don't often see or hear about. So I'm really glad that I got to be able to do that. And now I have like so much content to, that I want to share. And I'm just like, where do I start? <laughs> I feel like yeah. there's so much to go through, but I'm excited. Yeah, especially now that you can finally have free reign again with all the apps and <laughs> media and everything. You're so right. I honestly, it's been really nice to have the uh, like separation or distance mm-hmm. from social media. I feel like it's at first it was frustrating. So if you don't know, in mainland China, you can't access uh, the apps that we do here. So like the search fun- functions like Safari, Google, any iOS function. So if you have an iPhone, your iPhone is like non-functional. <laughs> and um, anything that's connected to like the Google browser, so Gmail, so many of the the complete Google suite, anything that's tied to Facebook. So like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok is banned. So <laughs> any of well, the then, social media was... Yeah, WhatsApp, WhatsApp is... owned by Facebook too mm-hmm. now? So you can't even do WhatsApp? No. Wow. Yeah. So all of that was just cut off. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this time um, and be here and be present. Um, So it was really nice to have that distance and separation. But now being back, I'm just like, okay, I can check in with people again and see what's going on. But Mm -hmm. I don't find myself needing to like go on my phone now. On my phone, I've shut off all of the like cellular apps or the apps into in my like cell phone service so it doesn't take up a lot of gigabytes Mm -hmm. so i've shut off a lot of the different apps and now i've just kind of left them off so whenever i go on them in public and it's like you can't reach the internet because you turned off your cellular data and i was just like oh okay i won't use it then (laughs) so it's it's kind of been nice to have that distance and separation that's awesome though too i mean you were gone a while so like to re reestablish routine and habits specifically around screen time and technology that's awesome and obviously on your trip you you filled it with family time and being with your loved ones and now you can still have those boundaries and just fill it with things that you want to do so that's awesome It's definitely been a little bit of a transition to come back into that because as a content creator, I want Mm -hmm. to share all of the things that I'm excited about and that I saw, but I realized that I was so attached to my phone that I was taking videos just to like make content out of them. But 
like the second half of my trip, I was taking videos of things that I truly enjoyed mm-hmm. because I wanted to show people and I wanted to let you know, show you guys like what it was like to be able to like go up to the mountains and visit uh, the ancestors and all of the family reunions and dinners that I've had because it's really fun. And part of that is being a content creator is sharing that part of your world. But I felt before that, I just felt so tied to that content Mm -hmm. aspect of it and um, almost that like people pleasing aspect of like, what would other people think of this? But now I'm just like, I've taken a little break and it's taken me a little bit to get back into that content mode of creating because I want it to be an organic process rather than like a forced process. Mm -hmm. So I haven't posted for a while on my TikTok, which is fine. Um, But a part of me is like, I should really be posting something. But then another part of me is like, well, I'll do it when I'm ready because that means it's the intent is coming from me mm-hmm. and what I want to create rather than what the world is forcing me to create. Yeah, definitely. Like you can, you really could tap into your intuition and feel what feels right and not just what you feel like you have to do or have to post something every day. Like you can really figure out what your groove is and like reframe that boundary too. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, yeah, you can just decide what you want it to look like for you now, mm-hmm. but that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all been really exciting. It's also been a lot to almost sit and process as well. Like traveling was really fun, but we were almost like constantly on the go. So Mm -hmm. now that I've been back and still hosting people, I still kind of feel like I'm on the go, especially after uh, getting off of the engagement and the bachelorette party, which was all, like I said, very fun. But I feel like I haven't had time to just like sit in yeah and soak it in yeah <laughs> soak everything in um so i'm trying to be as present as possible um which can be difficult in like such whirlwind times like this but it, it has like i said been all good things mm-hmm. um when i visited my family back in china you know it really put things into perspective of how grateful i am to be able to travel back because it's it's not easy to go back to china especially now there aren't restrictions anymore with covid which is great but the plane ticket itself is like close to two thousand dollars round trip Mm -hmm. and um have like crossing customs and the 16 hour flight is just like it's it's a process so i'm very grateful to come back and see my family what I was really worried and nervous about before I left was not being able to communicate as fluently as I want to when I go back to visit with my family. So for me, when I came to the United States, I, you know, I lived in China for nine years of my life and I was very fluent and connected with the culture and my family. But when I moved away to the US, I learned English. I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, college, got my degree, went, got my first big girl job here, did everything here. So it's like so much of my own development has been in the United States that I was really nervous that um, even though I've been back to China, I was really nervous of what people would think of me when I did come back. Like maybe they would perceive that I wasn't as Chinese anymore or um, because I don't look like everybody else that I'm different. Like I was really self-conscious of that like image aspect of how I showed up in different spaces with my family and with other people. But, um, as time went on, I kind of just like let comments like brush off of my back because at the end of the day, people are going to think what they're going to think. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, a lot of them came from strangers that I'm like, I'm never going to see you again. So it's fine. Um, for example, a lot of people made 
comments about my skin color or like the way that it looked because I live in San Diego and I love a good beach day and I love to get tan, but the in Chinese beauty standards, a lot of people like to be more pale and have like the paler complexion. So um, because of history and the cultural history with Chinese people is if you had a darker complexion, it meant you worked in the fields all day. Mm-hmm. So that meant you lived in more of a um, impoverished lifestyle rather than if you had a more rich lifestyle, you stayed inside most of the day and had people tend to you so you didn't have to work. So that's why they value like the lighter complexion. Yeah. And so- And they, they almost like view, your view and skin color mm-hmm. is like- denominating your class in yes. a way in society that yeah interesting yeah absolutely so it's like mm-hmm. when they saw my tan complexion they were like why are you so tan <laughs> like you know questioning me in that way they they don't say tan they're like oh she's so dark and like her skin is so dark and like i would hear people say that and i'm just like yeah i go out because i like being in the sun <laughs> California, um, baby. Yeah, so, but it's like like strangers would say that as you pass them. Yeah, or wow. you know, like I would sit down at a in a store, try on shoes, and they'd be like, "Where are you from?" And I'd be like, "I don't like to get into my history with strangers, so I just say I'm from here." Like I'm just like I'm from here. What do you mean? She goes, and they'll be like, "Well, you look like a foreigner." And I'm like, oh, I've been out of the country for a while, and they're like, oh, okay, that explains why you're so dark. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> interesting. That, I mean that just that's so interesting the comments that people kind of feel the need to comment on on that it's very interesting yeah people like to comment on a lot of things (laughs) i've learned to let things roll off my back when i went to china last time which was in 2018 um a lot of people made comments about how i look because people will say you don't look Chinese. You look like you look mixed. You look like you're mixed with American or some other culture. And which isn't true because I have two biological Chinese parents. So I get defensive and saying like, no, I'm from China. I was born Chinese. But now I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you mean meant it as a compliment, but I will take it as a compliment because I am sick of letting people's comments get to me in a way that shouldn't matter Mm -hmm. um but it did previously because i felt defensive in them saying that i felt defensive because strangers strangers were judging my identity and they didn't know me and identity is something that i struggle with so much because of the fact that i've grown up in both china and in the united states so Mm -hmm. having strangers judge me based off my identity was kind of a soft spot for me and i felt defensive when they brought it up but now i'm just like thank you. And I walk away. I was really nervous about that, like I was talking about. And honestly, there was there was that again. But I, like I said, didn't feel like the need to let it get into my heart and didn't need mm-hmm. to have those comments sink in. What really sunk in for me and what I was nervous about was them picking up on the fact that I couldn't fully communicate as well as I want to in Chinese. Um, I have a very conversational level of speaking. Like I can hold a conversation, but like if you ask me about anything intellectual, like I, that's where it stops. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I felt very proud of the fact that I could hold conversations with people and uh, be able to carry my own when my mom wasn't around. And there were people that complimented me on that. They were like, wow, you're, that's so cool that you've spent so much of your life in the United States you've gotten your college education and you 
come back and you can still speak in our city's dialect or you can still speak Mandarin so well. And so I've been able to hang on to those compliments rather than chipping away my self-esteem with the negative comments that people were making. Yeah, it's so interesting too because it just Yeah, it's just so interesting to hear like it seems like culturally people will just say what they're thinking almost. Yes. In a way. And <laughs> um yeah, that's like huge growth to be able and so hard to be able to kind of let them roll off your back, especially with strangers. Like you said, you don't Mm -hmm. even know them. You'll never see them again. But it's still so hard when people are giving unsolicited statements and opinions. Yes. Um, But yeah, that's that's super cool. And I'm sure that you learned a lot too, like being able to speak, you know, the last few weeks and solely Mandarin. And I guess I don't know if if you – I guess I assumed, but maybe you're speaking English as well. But I'm sure like being in that environment where you hear it all around you and you're communicating – with that fully, you probably like switched a flip or flipped a switch in your brain that was like helping you learn more and just really like immersing yourself in it again. Yeah, absolutely. I felt my I felt myself tap into that part of my brain where I was picking up on more Chinese based off of the time that I had spent there and having people only speak Mandarin Chinese to me. And my hometown has a specific dialect. A dialect just means that it's a different tone mm-hmm. of how you are speaking. So think of it as like a very heavy Southern accent, almost where you have a hard time understanding that it's English, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the same language, right? Like written like, is the same language, but it's just like a very heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, Minnesotans. Yeah. Very heavy. Oh, oh yeah. Accent. Yeah. I mean, there are accents based off of region and I would say Minnesota accent is like one, but like think of like such a southern accent or maybe even like um when people and when you're in ireland when irish people are speaking english and like a mix of gaelic and it sounds like a different language but it's still english um it kind of feels like that so i was speaking the liuzhou dialect as well as mandarin chinese so like flipping back and forth between the two and people were really impressed that i still remembered how to speak the liuzhou dialect um, so I was like, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I would always make the joke that like, if I didn't speak the dialect, then I don't get to have the traditional food because <laughs> like, that's how you like ask for the food. Um, that's how people know that you're a local is if you ask for it in Lojo dialect. So I just thought that was really funny. And yeah, you're right. It It is tough to let those comments roll off your back, even as, if it's from strangers, especially if they like hit a soft spot within Mm -hmm. you when they know nothing about you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that like, that's something that has helped me grow more personally. And I feel like there's going to be different things that I've learned so much of during this trip that it is going to shape how I am in the future. Um, Especially because this time I've noticed how much more I've appreciated things, even though it was so hot. Um, (laughs) And compared to when I was back in 2018. I don't know if it was like my brain development being more mature or just being more grateful that after COVID, we have the opportunity to come back to see our family. But this time around, I felt like I've noticed so many more things about my hometown, about my family, about um, about soaking in the compliments rather than the negative comments. Mm-hmm. Um about yeah just about everything around me i've just felt so much more appreciation for it this time around and i think like 
I think when you're traveling, it can get so busy and you're caught up in things such as life as well. When you're busy, you get really caught up in things um, and you forget to appreciate what's around you. So I think this has really been uh, eye-opening as well as like heart-fulfilling trip because of all of the experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great to hear that just like, and thank you for sharing all the emotions and the challenges and the happy spots and the joy of this experience and your trip. Um, but that's really cool to hear your reflection on, yeah, just a mix probably of maturing and also appreciation after COVID for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's such a huge thing to be able to do. Like I was looking back in my journal a week or two ago and I journaled almost every single day um, of quarantine. I think I stopped at day like a hundred or something. Yeah. And I just every day put the day number since like lockdown and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying like, I will never take going to a coffee shop for granted again, or like going out for dinner or things like Mm. that. Like on a whole nother level, when you're traveling across the globe to see your family in um, this, this time, this Mm -hmm. era of life. So that is so special to be able to reflect on those things and mm. and to yeah just see the see the growth in in processing it all mm, yeah more stories and adventures about my trip to china to come i feel like like i said like i feel like this will shape future journeys and stories of um and actions i feel like of how i'm going to Uh, carry myself in the future but yeah i'm so excited to be able to share that with all of you there's so much to like comb through so i'm excited to like continue to share about it as we go thank you again for sharing all the fun things of your trip and and the different like processes it's been so fun to hear about it and all the different places you've been because you like you said you kind of excuse me we're all over the place like you guys didn't really stay in one spot for too long so I'm excited to see like if you do decide to have some content come out of your like the scenery and the things that you're doing. I'm excited to see that if you decide to share it because it's been so fun to hear about it. I can't wait to share them all with you and tie in different stories as we continue to share uh, more topics on the podcast. But that's enough about me. I know I've talked a lot about this and my trip. It is a very big part of my life that I'm very proud of and that I'm very grateful to have a platform to share on. And um, the main goal that I want to be able to have people take away is that uh, it's there's so much dimension in our lives to explore and discover. And this is just one dimension of my life that I got to tap into for two and a half weeks, which I'm really grateful for. And I know that there's other people out there that have different Asset, facets of their identity, whether it's multicultural or whether it's multi-passionate or whatever it is, there's so much to explore that um, we want to continue to hold space for people to feel like they can relate to our content as well as as well as feel like they're having a conversation with us while they're mm-hmm. listening. So hopefully you feel that yeah. way and hopefully you feel a little more connected as we share more of these stories. Yeah, you said that so beautifully and it it has been so fun to hear your stories and in these things, like you said, that you've been combing through and um, your reflections. So it's been so fun to hear all these things. And um, I think it is very relatable, especially in the piece of identity. And we are deep waters 
that's Jake and I went to like premarital counseling a few like two weekends ago, and they said turn to your partner and say you are deep important waters, and other people may say we're onions. You know we have all these layers, and it's so fun to be able to talk about this in the different complexes and layers. And anyway, tangent, but. Yes, for sure. Thank you for for sharing all of that and um, letting us be a part of it. It's really cool. Thank you. And now I want to hear more about what's going on with you because, like I said, we're checking in. We literally jumped into the recording studio and we're like, we're gonna hit record right away so we yes. don't miss any <laughs> of the good stuff. But I want to hear about you and more about premarital counseling, the engaged couple seminar. Is oh, what the title let's of Let's hear was. more about it. The Engaged Couple <laughs> Seminar. Yes. I know I know it's a common thing for people to go to, um, especially if you're affiliated mm-hmm. with a church or a religion. And I I love the rebrand. So tell me about your engaged couple yes. support oh group. It is a support group. <laughs> it honestly was amazing. Like, so Jake and I are getting married at the church I grew up in in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Oh. And we like there is one one weekend a year where every couple who's getting married at this church needs to attend the engaged couple seminar and it pretty much is like so it is through my church but it was such a good experience because whether you are spiritual religious or not to be able to just dedicate a weekend or a specific block of time to really prepare for marriage was so special. Like, if you think about how much planning goes into a wedding of, you know, vendor management, finding your dress, making stationery and sending it out to people and hearing the opinions of your friends and family and filtering through your own opinions, the decisions, there's so much. And it's like, we should be taking that attention and put even more into the preparation of marriage, in my opinion, to set up for a healthy and foundational time in your life. Yeah. So it was such a great weekend. Um, I would say that this weekend was really dedicated to like tools for success in relationships. So a lot of it was centered around communication. Um, conflict resolution was huge of like healthily or healthily, I don't think that's a word, dealing with conflict resolution in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. That was a big topic. Um, and yeah, there was just, there were a lot of really good things that we learned and also some really positive affirmations we got from the weekend of like, how cool that we've been doing some of these things um, and not really realizing like this is a good way to do it, I guess. I don't know. Everyone, every couple is different and has different strengths and weaknesses, but it was really cool because going into the weekend, um, before the seminar, it was like probably two months ago, we took an assessment and it asked us for questions about like our expectations of marriage, like how we grew up with marriage and relationships being modeled to us. Mm. Um, things like that, that maybe are unconscious, And then also some topics of like finances, kids, um, splitting responsibilities, things like that too. All of this was in an assessment. And then we got to review our results too this weekend. And yeah, so that's a lot. But it was so fun. And I highly recommend for anyone who is entering the time of marriage and engagement, 
to whether it be, you know, with a therapist, a counselor, your church, any, any seminar in whatever fashion you feel comfortable, I highly recommend doing it because we learned so many good tools and skills and it was so fun. We really enjoyed it. That's so cool. I'm glad you got to do that. I feel like it can yeah. be such an intimidating thing to go into when you are like, okay, I'm going to go and sit in a room and have one person judge my whole relationship based off of what they <laughs> see or a room of people judge my relationship. Yeah. And But it's it's so vulnerable to be able to like put yourself out there and say to your partner that I am intentionally taking this time for you as well as I know I'm committing myself to you or, you know, I I know I'm making my, this commitment for our life. And I know that Mm -hmm. this is something that is going to benefit our relationship. So being able to like sit down together with one another is really special. Mm -hmm. It was so fun. And like the setting was really cool because it was all these couples who were getting married at this church throughout the year. And we had some like group sessions, but most of it was just the two of you. So we would talk about a topic in a group and then every couple got their own room where you had like your own kind of safe and closed space to talk about these things, which was really cool. And then we had like a mentor couple Mm. who sometimes was with us to like talk through things. Um, Yeah, it was really cool. And I think they did it in a really cool way where it wasn't all just like classroom style it was very engaging to be able to have Mm -hmm. conversations just the two of you yeah and um yeah I we were already like super 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 excited for our marriage but now we're both even more excited oh because it was just so cool to have that dedicated time to really plan out and not even plan out but just like just talk about it just have like an open mode of communication Yes, and learning some skills and yeah. talking about your strengths and your weaknesses in your relationship and what you can do to grow. For so sure. It was, yeah, it was great. Would recommend. That's awesome. We really need to have both of our fiancés yes. um, on the show because I feel like people need to like get to know their character as well mm-hmm. because we've talked about them so much. But to give you guys a little sneak peek, both Ellie and her fiancé Jake are like golden retrievers oh gosh they they are the golden retriever couple both of them will like tail wagon the whole the whole nine yards of a golden retriever relationship because <laughs> like what you said when you were like now i'm even more excited to get married like that is their vibe <laughs> yes it's it's them through and through <laughs> that's so funny he definitely calls me a golden retriever but he he is one too. He, yeah, you are yeah. both golden retrievers. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's so cute. I really want to hear more about this if you're willing to share because I think a lot of people are either haven't heard, haven't really thought about going to this type of counseling before marriage or mm-hmm. don't really care to. And I think like it can be very beneficial to hear other people's experiences mm-hmm. about it. So did you have like a big light bulb moment or something that was like a really like a breakthrough point between both of you that you were like, maybe like, oh, we didn't discuss this before, but it was like, oh oh my gosh, I'm so glad we talked about this. Yeah. You know, to be honest, they're all, you learn new things about your partner every single day and throughout the rest of your life. Um, But I am someone who is constantly asking questions to the point where it's probably annoying. And (laughs) so I think when it comes to like the big conversations, like finances, children, things like that, like, um, 
raising your kids in religion. Like we've had so many of those conversations. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that was really impactful to me was conflict resolution Mm -hmm. in um, this, this seminar gave a really nice framework of how to deal with conflict resolution. And a lot of it stems from um, active listening, Mm -hmm. like really practicing active listening and to really listen to hear your partner and not just listen to respond and um, just communication in general, things like that. And coming from a place of like I statements, and I know some people have probably heard this and I've seen this before, but to really practice it instead of saying like you make me feel this or you always do this, saying like I feel blank when you do this or Mm -hmm. I – Whatever, like coming from a place of your feelings and thoughts instead of just like saying you always, you know, pegging it on the other person. So kind of like reframing your wording. Um, So the communication aspect of like active listening and verbal and nonverbal was huge. We also talked a lot about like the love languages. Mm -hmm. So honestly, even though this um, seminar was through my church, I feel like so much of it was um not necessarily like religious you know like yeah it wasn't um like here's what the bible says and you have to do this it was very much like building a toolkit of active communication Mm. or active listening communication conflict resolution um i'm trying to think so yeah conflict resolution was a huge thing like for me sometimes i am afraid to bring things up because i don't like conflict Yeah. But that is not good because you have to be able to voice your opinion and not just kind of like stuff things away and then have one thing that's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. And so I think what I really learned too is like, I need to be a better communicator to Jake because he can't read my mind Mm -hmm. and you can't expect, even if you know your partner so well, like they can't read your mind. So that's one thing that was really like, I always knew I needed to work on this, but was like a really strong takeaway for me is really working through like, I can speak up about things and like voice if I'm frustrated or yeah, all of that and not feel like I can't say anything because I don't want to create conflict because conflict is good. Like if you deal with it in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. um, you need to be able to bring those things up. So yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a deeper dive, but no, I love was, that. Thank you for sharing. Really yeah. Yeah. And even with conflict resolution, when you get to the other side, you feel so much closer as a couple mm-hmm. because sure. you you know that you got through on the other side and you were able to work through those challenges, big or small. Yes. And I think like a big part of that too is that we talked about in this course is um Like oftentimes when a conflict arises, you just see the tip of it. Like think of an iceberg or something. You just see the tip of the iceberg, but like what's beneath that? Like Mm -hmm. we are individually deep waters. So really asking questions. Like I know we podcast together and we like to ask questions. So um, active listening and asking questions and really figuring out like the why. Like why does your partner feel this way? Um, And not just thinking you understand or assuming you understand but really like digging deeper to fully hear where they're coming from Mm -hmm. for sure 
I love that. It's really cool to have a third party that gets to facilitate and uh, encourage these conversations because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have the opportunity to do that or even like the resources to do so. Yes, for sure. And I think how cool to have someone like also an unbiased party to kind yeah. of work through things together um, and give advice if you want it. That's not like your parents or your close friends. Mm-hmm. They're just, yeah, an unbiased third party. And yeah, um, yeah, there was one other thing. I can't remember what I was going to say. But yeah, it was it was really great. It was only two days and I feel like. Oh, two days is a long time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess. I thought this, people... they crammed this, this in in like a four-hour session. Oh, no. It was like six hours in two days, like six hours one day, six hours wow. another. But it kept you busy. It, or maybe it wasn't even six hours. I don't know. It was two days. But yeah, it was. It it went by really fast. And I know some people have like weekly sessions over the course wow. of a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So I thought it went by really quick, but we got a workbook. So we're working. Yay. We're going to keep working on our workbook. <laughs> I um, but yeah, it was really good. And it's all, yeah, it's all kind of coming together now. We're eight months out. I yes. Think. Yeah. I was going to ask. So you mentioned that like being able to be in this course is like intentional time that you're taking with your partner in the wedding process. So like whether, what in whatever engagement like engagement period i guess you're in um whether it's a longer engagement whether it's a shorter engagement i think it's so important to be present with your partner so i wanted to ask like how has this can i call it class a course how has this yeah. session how has your session been able to uh help you in how do you think it has like brought you two together in your wedding planning mm-hmm. process yeah, you know, I think, like I said, we are always really excited. And this made us even more excited because I think it just made us, like, even more grateful for each other. And um, just, like, we're truly each other's support system and rocks. And to be able to do some of these exercises and find, like, that positive affirmation in – um like our processes, I guess, of our, that sounds so formal, but yeah, it just brought us closer together and that we can really trust each other. Mm-hmm. And we always felt that, but like even more so now with these new tools and focuses, but yeah. I'd say also like wedding planning can be extremely stressful and there's just so many moving pieces and finances, you know, the cost of things, the opinions, um, mm-hmm. there's just so many things and it was so nice to just kind of like take all of that aside and just focus in. It it definitely brought us closer together with some good tools and skills and just learning more about each other too. And one of my favorite parts too, was that we got to kind of think about like how we grew up individually and what traditions you want to create as your new like family unit. Mm. So that was fun too. Yeah. Of kind of thinking about what you want like it's a clean slate family unit whether it be the two of you or if you want to have kids one day pets like really figuring all of that out what you want to keep what you want to get rid of was really cool that's so cool i love that Mm -hmm. i love that um it's 
so fun to hear the different aspects of your journey. And I'm sure it's exciting because it's like what you mentioned, you get like a deeper understanding of each other. Like you can't, you can't read each other's minds, but it's almost like you have this like x-ray machine of um, like seeing into each other's souls and understanding what it means to love a person in a Mm -hmm. deeper way. So I think that's what's really cool to hear about. And like, since now it's especially cool because we're both in our seasons of engagement and we get to talk about our little different tidbits of wedding planning. um, And it's all of these things are just super exciting, Mm -hmm. I think, to be able to share about our relationship and share in this phase of our lives together. Last episode, I mentioned that I got my wedding dress when I was in China, which is so exciting. I brought back my wedding dress as well as my wedding shoes on our welcome dinner or rehearsal dinner night. I'm going to be wearing my mom's red traditional qi pao, which is like a um, ceremonial Chinese wedding dress that that she wore during her wedding reception. So I'm super excited to be able to share that with her. Um, and then today Malik and I just went and got our, just found our wedding venue, which is so exciting. We found the, um, we found the place that we're going to have our wedding ceremony at and, um, finally was like, yes, locked it in. This is the place. Um, so I'm like, Ooh, all of the things Yay! are happening. <laughs> that is so fun. It's so fun to see everything come together and like take it out of your head and bring it into real life, you know, yeah. and, and really start the process. That is so fun. Yeah, for sure. Yay. But yeah, more to come on wedding planning things, yes. fun things, relationships, having our fiancés on the show. <laughs> yeah. So I'm many things. So pumped. I actually just found out yesterday that my wedding dress has arrived. <gasps> so I need to pick it up oh in my Minnesota. Gosh. We've been trying to find suits. I don't know if you found a suit for Malik. Mm-hmm. If you're renting or buying or anything like that, but we had like the worst experience ever looking for suits last week. So oh, no. we're on the hunt for suits. Okay. And then we'll have a tire down, which is exciting. We'll keep you updated on the wedding planning process. And it's so fun to be in this season together. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm so excited for what's to come. Yes. All good things to come, and we hope that you are right here along the journey with us uh, because we're just getting started. All of the fun things are are. happening now. One thing we're excited about okay, that's coming up. For me, Jake and I are going to – like we're doing a weekend in the mountains at the end of October, so I'm super excited about that because it will be nice to just like chill because yeah. I'm kind of busy and hopefully see all the leaves change. I'm very <gasps> excited about that. Exciting. And That's awesome. Is that this weekend? No, it'll be like okay. the last weekend in October. Okay. But so, yeah, super what fun. are you what are you looking forward to? I love this. Um uh it's both me and Malik's birthdays coming up. I am ringing in year 26 and I'm very excited. Woo! And our birthdays are right next to each other. So my birthday is on October 10th and his is October 11th. We're three years apart, but we love to celebrate our birthdays together ever since we met. And we've started this little tradition where we will spend the day together he likes to spend his birthday with me which is really cute because we just do both of our birthdays on my birthday but we started this tradition where we both stay up until midnight of october 10th and 11th 
because that's like the crossover of (laughs) both of our birthdays. And we stay up together until midnight. So he wishes me happy birthday for the last time on uh, at 11.59 p.m. on October 10th, and I get to wish him happy birthday at midnight Aww. on October 11th. So, That's so it's sweet. really special. It's really cute, and it's kind of cheesy, I know, but it's something that we started no, that I just cute. love. Um, and after all of the traveling, hosting, getting engaged, <laughs> running around, I'm really excited to spend such a special day with my special person. Um, he means so much to me and he's been there for me for so much of everything. Um, so I'm really excited to just be able to, like you said, have a very chill weekend with my partner and be able to relax and decompress. Mm-hmm. That is so fun. I hope you are all having a good week and heading into this weekend with a fresh mindset of relax, relaxing or celebrating or doing something fun to prioritize yourself. And Mm -hmm. if not, I hope you are thinking about it now and we'll leave you with an affirmation. So Ellie, do you got our affirmation for today? Yes. Yeah. This was so fun to just check in, chat up and just happy hour with your gal pals. So thank you all for listening. And we leave you with this affirmation today. That is, I am full of potential and have so much to offer the world. Love love it. it. So nice. You are, and we are all so full of potential and have so much to offer the world. Channel that energy, feel that energy because it's true. So I love what you said too. Go, go and take some time for yourself, relax, rejuvenate, and we'll see you next week. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at Be Your Own Boss Podcast, on our Facebook page, community and Facebook page, um, BYOB colon Be Your Own Boss Podcast, over on TikTok. We're on all the things now. So Mm -hmm. we'll chat with you over there until next week. Until next week, you can always follow up with us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So be sure to tune in every Thursday for some hype with your gal pals. And so until next time, cheers, bosses. We'll talk to you soon.